We're doing it live, folks. Join the conversation right now about Ryan Merkley asking for a trade. All that and more coming up right now here on Teal Town Live. That went swimmingly. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> January 3rd, 2022. And breaking news happened earlier this morning. We'll get into the future of Ryan Merkley and the San Jose Sharks right now here on Teal Town Live. And we welcome all of you in Sharks territory and around the world in this conversation. So chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page on YouTube or on the YouTube app. Of course, follow us on the social Twitter Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, all the social media along with com, And of course, you can support the podcast by hitting us up with a super chat donation on YouTube or on Venmo at TealTownUSA. And with that, good evening to you, Mr. Ian Reed. How are you, sir? I'm all right. It's, uh, you know, when the sharks do bad, it's bad. No, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're already going there huh oh boy uh you know it's uh yeah it's uh it's a interesting one i i i try to remember throughout the shark's history about anybody uh demanding a uh a trade out of san jose um and for ryan merkley i mean th this is a kid that I think we were talking about just before we went on the air, the dream scenario was to have a, a three defensemen on the right side. Yeah. Uh, that has that are offensive minded, you know, a few years ago they have with Burns, Carlson and Merkley. And I think also, you know, if one of them were to be moved, you have Merkley to join, jump in here. So, um, Ian, I'll begin with this. You know, the potential's been there, but what happened? I think, honestly, it's just it's a regime change. I think the regime change has been, I think, the biggest change. Um, I think that, obviously, when you have a new GM come in and kind of shake up the front office the way Mike Greer has, uh, prior, I think priorities have changed a little bit. I, I agree. Like, I think when Ryan Merkley was drafted, you know, like, right shot demon or are heavily coveted, especially some with offensive chops. Um, but with the new regime, obviously they're going to value different players differently. Um, they obviously had an approach that came into this season where, you know, if guys were going to get called up, like they didn't seem to want to call up any of the, you know, the, the guys that would, you would rhyme off when you're like, Oh, who's going to be, who, who's going to be the guy you call up, right? And it's never been any of those guys where I think if you asked us before the season, who are the Sharks calling up? It's never been that. Like, we haven't had that this season, right? Like, nobody, if you said that your first call-ups were CJ Cease and, and Nick Chichak, you're a liar. Yeah, especially since how many kids got experience last season, you know, with the likes of yeah. Merkley and Scott Reedy, 
Jasper Weatherby. You, you had all those guys, you know, get that get their feet wet in the NHL, especially and and this kind of comes off of everything that happened last October thirtieth when you had the seven players plus then coach Bob Booner going to Cobra Protocol. That's when Merkley made his debut, and you kind of got to see what they did and in that three two and one stretch where a lot of these kids got a chance they they didn't look too bad yeah i mean i think a lot of guys last year were probably thrown into positions where i think they had to play a little over their heads um and obviously the lack of depth last year made it so that maybe some kids maybe got called up and had to got put in positions maybe before they were ready to play um, so the Sharks did want to address that this season by bringing in some guys to kind of fill in those those bottom spots. And I think if you're looking at a guy like like Jasper Weatherby, for example, I think is a great example of a player you brought up who just you could call him up. But I mean, the Sharks already have so many of that guy, like they have so many bottom six forwards on the roster right now. Like there's really no place for a guy like like Weatherby to get called up. Right. So obviously you're thinking based on you know some of the some of the things that have happened you'd be like oh well maybe Bortolo will get a call maybe maybe Eklund maybe you know or obviously when Brent Burns got I think a lot of us were like oh well it's Ryan Merkley's time now he's probably right. going to be the guy um and, and this offseason and you know going into this season it was pretty much made abundantly clear really quickly after the the guys that the Sharks brought in um that that wasn't going to happen or at least it wasn't going to be an easy road to get up to the NHL for 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 the top guys yeah I, I think they wanted them to to be extra marinated ripe and ready uh, for them to be up next season uh, I think is what I think a lot of us are expecting these kids to come up for uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think there's a little bit of push to see what what's gone on uh, and especially since they got that cup of coffee and and looking at his stats, you know, since he was drafted, you know, in the first round, 20th overall by the Sharks in 2018. I mean, he put up some still some phenomenal numbers, you know, his draft year with mm-hmm. or his or his first year after being drafted, I should say. You know, I mean, that's over 71 points between Guelph and Peterborough. And yeah. then he gets that little stint in the AHL after his OHL season's over. And then, of course, the OHL season the following year gets postponed due to COVID and puts right. up phenomenal numbers with the London Knights. And yep. then he gets to the CUDA. And, you know, I don't want to say that his his numbers were affected that much, but, I mean, it just doesn't seem to be there just yet. Yeah, I mean, those numbers obviously don't jump off the page. Um, and I think, look, at I, I, I'm going to try and be as even on Ryan Merkley because Ryan Merkley is a player like I'm going to I'm going to say this just flat out just to get this out like Ryan Merkley is a player that I do like um and I think that there is I think there's an NHL player there somewhere um but I you know but I'm not going to sit here and say that you know everything Ryan Merkley's done has been super phenomenal and you know and that you know he's just been languishing in the AHL for for no reason right like there's definitely there's there's two sides to that story. I think um, a lot of the things you're going to hear about Ryan Merkley right now, obviously are about like attitude issues and stuff like that. Right. Because that was, I think when you get a, a, 
reputation of having attitude problems in junior like the way he did where obviously where there's that much smoke there's got to be fire um that that's gonna that kind of unfortunately for a lot of players that hangs with them for a long time um and it's hard to shake that once that once you have that reputation it's really hard to shake it but the one thing I will say, though, is that like really as far as like I know a lot of people are kind of citing attitude issues, but I don't that's not been something that we've really heard much of. Like, I don't recall hearing anything out of London. And if you're going to hear a story it's like London, they, they would get out if if he was having attitude issues in London, like those stories get out. Um, you know, Nick Nolenberger was just on Locked On and said that, you know, Ryan Merkley's attitude has been really good and, and for what he's seen. Right. So. I think that I think that I'd like to see people kind of just put that part of it away because I don't think I and again, I'm not around the team, so I can't speak to Ryan Merkley's attitude. I can only speak to the way I've watched him play um, this season, but I don't think so. I don't you know, could there be attitude issues? Maybe maybe once he's gone, we're going to hear, you know, a, a whole bunch of stories, but. I, I still feel like someone's going to be saying something if there's rumors of attitude issues, because it's not like the Barracuda, like we've never heard issues of guys having, you know, attitude problems before. Like um, when the Barracuda first moved here, you know, like it wasn't it wasn't like front page news, but um, there was a lot of rumbling that you could get from back channels about how the team was unhappy with. Nikolai Goldobin and Nikita Yevpolovs, for example, um, those two guys kind of getting in, getting uh, under people's skin as, in the organization, right? I, I know that's going way back, but just to use that as an example, like I feel like if there was there was attitude issues with Ryan Merkley, I feel like we would have heard something by this point. He's been around for what three years now, right? Right. So I, I think. I know a lot of people are going there. I don't think that's fair. I think, again, I think that's just kind of hockey attitude where once you have that reputation, it's really, really hard to shake, unfortunately. Um, and I think that I don't, I don't know. Like I said, if something comes out later, then I'll come on here and, you know, I'll eat my words. But I don't think that's the issue here. No, I th I think it more so it's, it's on ice play. I think we've seen many times where he's, kind of like skip around the defender at the point and then he's he's skating still stick handling stick handling stick handling and not making that that pinpoint precise moment to either shoot or pass it to someone he's always waiting for um almost almost overthinking, looking for the perfect pass sometimes yeah i think and that's unfortunate because i think one thing that ryan merkley has in spades is vision um, I just think sometimes his decision making can be a little slow, but like, again, I've been, for the most part, I've been pretty positive on Ryan Merkley's play this year. Um, now look at the game, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the game where he got benched obviously recently where kind of all this, I don't think this is the genesis of that, but, um, I think that's an, it was an interesting thing to happen, right? Because like the game where he got benched, like he absolutely deserved it. Uh, cause he was not good that game and I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. And so I thought it was interesting that he got benched for as long as he did though, with obviously Mike Greer was in the building for that game. Um, and I thought that was an interesting message sent by 
you know, like if you if you're a coach and you want to send a message about a player, like that's a hell of a way to do it. Now, maybe and again, that's just my interpretation. There might be absolutely nothing to that. But I thought, you know, I thought that was an interesting message sent by John McCarthy to to Mike Greer. And maybe it wasn't, but it it's hard to not to kind of connect dots there. Yeah. And you, you hear like the lack of urgency in his game. Yeah, there um, can be. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to tell you like, you know, like the, that that his all his games have been thing. But I think the one thing that kind of does rub me the wrong way about like some of the narrative on Ryan Merkley is like is the fact like he just can't defend. Like, I think his 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 I, I think there's been effort on the defensive end of the puck, maybe not as much as people would like to see. But I think it's been there. I think it's something that he has worked on. Um like, I think it's something he's worked on for sure. And I think that, like, look at, again, like, you don't draft guys like Ryan Merkley for their shutdown. Like, you, you didn't draft Ryan Merkley to shut guys down on the way into the blue line, right? You 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 drafted him because he has a specific skill set to, to bring pucks the other way. Now, obviously, you have to be somewhat decent at defending in the NHL if you're not going to put up a ton of points. Now, look, and again, um, the, the, the stats for Ryan Merkley don't jump off the page at you like as oh my god this is the you know this is the next Eric Carlson or whatever right like um but I use Eric Carlson a lot as an example because I think they're they're both equally polarizing players and some of the reasons that they're polarizing are dumb like it's just like you didn't trade or you didn't trade for Eric Carlson for example to you know to Scott Stevens guys on the blue line and shut guys down in front of the net. Like that's not what you brought Eric Carlson no, in. Right. No. And it's, and that's the same thing with Ryan Merkley, right? Like Ryan Merkley wasn't drafted because he was this great shutdown defenseman. Like that was never, that's never going to be his game. Um, now can he show a little more hustle at times, you know, in his own zone? Yeah. Like obviously I think there's sometimes where, especially like the game he got benched recently against, I want to say it was Coachella. Or was it Coachella? Uh, I believe it was Coachella on the 27th of December. Yeah, I think it was Coachella. And, and you know, and he, like, and again, he deserved it. Like, I, and I posted the the gift for that goal. And I think my caption was, you know, Ryan Merkley gets absolutely oh, walked. Excuse me, it was Bakersfield. Oh, it was Bakersfield. You're right. It was, Baker, yeah, it was Bakersfield. But you know what I mean? Like, it was like, yeah. that was my caption. Like, Ryan Merkley gets absolutely walked and they scored. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough because yeah there have been sparks in his game, uh, mm-hmm. but you know what's the proverbial the the controller you know had all its batteries die on that on that period and that's yeah. and and that's a telltale sign and that's you know that's interesting to see what they what they would do and just kind of looking at some of the comments in the chat so far uh, we want to get you guys and girls and yeah. everyone involved Absolutely. here. You know, uh, Burge Seven F ninety one saying, I think mm-hmm. it's more of an indictment on the Sharks' development system because of Eklund, Borderwell, Weisblatt, and now Merkley aren't dominating in the AHL. Am I or am I wrong? I mean, Bortle has been lighting it up. He's got f- fifteen goals this season so far. Eklund's been a, a pretty good assist machine as well. Yeah. Um. Let, let me. I. I. Let me. So let's start there. I, like Eklund, Bortolo, Robbins. Um, like these guys, yep. Like everyone has to remember, these are first year pros. They're all first year pros, and they've done the bulk of the like Eklund and Bortolo especially have done the heavy lifting on offense for the Barracuda. 
I don't really. I think like Eklund and Mortal are, are are fine. Like, are they dominating? No, but like they're again they're first year pros. Like, I didn't expect them to dominate, and it's hard to dominate too when. Like the Barracuda overall, like I think there was a lot of excitement because of the players coming in, obviously, and they had nowhere to go but up after last year. Um, but I think some people, like I think we you might have overrated them a little because I think the one thing that we we have to accept as Sharks fans is the Sharks were in the conference finals in 2019 and 2019 wasn't that long ago. Right. Like the Sharks haven't been bad. Like the Sharks up until, you know, recently were in win now mode. That's why guys like Josh Norris aren't here. You know, prospects that could have come into the system and, and help this Barracuda team be better now, obviously were sent out the door because the Sharks are trying to win now. Mm-hmm. And I know because of the pandemic, it feels like this last year has been 10. But I think we have to realize that like the Sharks haven't been bad for that long, especially not as long as some of these other teams in the Pacific, like a, you know, like the Ontario Reign have had far more time to gear up, like load up on prospects because LA has been crap forever. <laughs> Don't ask me what's going on with the Gulls because the Ducks have had a lot of time to build their prospect pool as well. Um, but you know what I mean? Like some of these teams have had a lot more time to really build up whereas the sharks kind of have like this group of rookies and then they brought some vets in to try and insulate them and try to do more and again other than Egazino, i don't think the barracuda have gotten as much as they needed out of their vets you know guys like um I, you know verano was brought in to try and spark some offense i know he's had injury issues um I'm trying to remember the other gen- gentleman's name um that they brought in too you know like they they brought in Johnson? some guys that haven't Yes, thank you. Um, you know, they brought in some guys that haven't, um, I don't think, have, haven't have done as well as they want. And, you know, this blue line was going into this, like going into the season, when we talked to Nick at the start of the season, we said, you know, what's the concern? And he said the blue line, which I 100% agree with. Um, the blue line has, obviously, it's it's their weakest it was their weakest link. And then you combine the issues that they've had on the blue line with injuries. Um, and you know, it's kind of a recipe for disaster about, you know, it was kind of a disaster waiting to happen. And unfortunately it has been kind of a disaster for the Barracudas. So, um, I guess getting back to the point though, I'm not worried about like Bordalo. I'm not worried about Eklund. A lot of people are like, Oh, well they haven't been called up. Are they going to ask for a trade too? No, they're first year pros. They're going to keep their head down and do what they're told. Um, you know, Ryan Merkley has been around for a little bit longer. Um, now can you argue that maybe if you're, you know, we'll stop, will him demanding a trade this early in his career, rub people the wrong way. Absolutely. I can see that. Um, but he's in a more like he's, as he's in a much better position to request that than a guy who's a first year pro, like a first year pro, you just keep your, you keep your head down, you shut up and you're told. Right. Um, sure. Same thing with like, with like Strauss man getting constantly sent to Wichita. He's not going to say anything. He's just going to keep his head down, keep his mouth shut and do what he's told because he's a first year pro. Right. And, and I think he understands the, the situation at hand in the Barracuda where you have Dell, you have Maki Niemi. Yep. Unless, Unless, you know, there's a move with Reimer or Kakinen, uh, I, I think Strassman knows exactly where he's going to be at. With, yeah, it's a logjam. Uh, like, yeah. it's, it's a logjam. You can't carry three goalies in, nope. in, in the CUDA system. Um, 
Well, I think, Annie, getting back to what you said with Eklund and Bordalo, a couple mm-hmm. of things here. My wondering is, and you say, yeah, they don't have the leverage because they're first-year pros. Yeah. Do you get yeah, you con- shut you shut up and you do your job. <laughs> do you get concerned that setting this that having Merkley being where he's at kind of I don't want to say plant your seed uh, into that hey, I'm getting frustrated being down here again when I know that the 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 major league club could actually use my services here. Um and you know, in the sense and I'll use Bordelo as an example, mm-hmm. you know, 15 goals, you know, he's he's doing a phenomenal job with the with the Barracuda, and then you're like, you see that the Sharks need scoring, you know, coming out. And they outside. call up CJCs. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, to use the quote Peter Griffin, that's got to grind their gears just a little bit there. Oh, I think it should, yeah. I, I, and, and look at, I'm, I think I, I have been on the record saying I like it. Put a chip on their shoulder. Like I, I again, like again, they're 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 first year, they're rookie players, and I think they're fine. Work. Like Bordalo's a guy I would call up. I think Eklund, you know, Eklund does have a year of slide still, so I you I I, I can see the the Sharks wanting to kind of just push kick that can down the road um, a little bit. But Bordalo's a guy I think that they probably could have called up at a couple of points this season um, to fill in for guys. But again, you know, the, it's they're just because I think so, I mean, doesn't make it so. <laughs> True. Uh, my other question I, I have for you is this, is that we've seen the Sharks do this before where they've kind of gave the the kids like a, a sprinkling in the NHL. We saw it about mm-hmm. what, five, six years ago when Timo Meyer got called up and how he was, how everybody was like, you know, Asking for okay, when's Timo coming up? They need they need some goal scoring, and then of course Timo does his thing right away, getting his first two goals in Montreal, and now look where he's doing now. Same thing with Kevin LeBanc getting that little taste, and then you know the following year, they get they get into that, and of course you know the Cuda having those kids go on to have one of their best seasons ever. Were the expectations too high for the Cuda, and for that matter? Are you going to hold judgment or hold back your expectations for these kids, considering what we've seen with Timo Meyer and Kevin LeBanc? But we've also seen how high we were having expectations for uh, Shemilevsky and Chekovich to make this team in 1920. So here's the difference between Timo Meyer and name any other Sharks prospect. Timo Meyer was a ninth overall pick. Now, William Mecklen's a seventh overall pick, so there is that. But Timo Meyer was a ninth overall pick in uh, in an incredibly deep draft. Right. Um, so, like, Timo Meyer, Timo Meyer was a player who, you know, had to go up and down a little bit to start his career, like, like most guys do. Um, but Timo Meyer, other than, like, his early on, other than his shot selection, had, like, he was just there. He had the, his size. He had the size for it. Like he wasn't he wasn't undersized. Um, and so I, I think Timo Meyer's in a different category than those. Now, you could make an argument like Eklund's a seventh overall pick. So what's the issue there? Right. Um, but Timo Meyer also, you know, he's Swiss, but he played junior hockey, whereas not only is William Eklund uh, coming over, but he's getting used to a smaller ice surface. And I think he's done really good. Like, I think as the season's progressed, William Eklund's been fantastic for the Barracuda. Um, and I think William Eklund's going to be a hell of a player. But I don't 
I just I don't think it's an apples to apples comparison with Timo Meyer. Um, and then if you look at like a guy like Kevin LeBanc, Kevin LeBanc had to go up and down a lot too. Right. Um, but again, you know, more, you know, Thomas Bordalo again, second round pick, Tristan Robbins, second round pick. So it's, it's not an apples to apples comparison in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Just, I just think, I think there were, I'll, I'll admit I, I was guilty of it because you thinking, oh, okay, Bordalo, Merkley, Eklund, Robbins, Coe, uh, Gushin, you know, it mm-hmm. looks like a recipe for to repeat 2017 all over again for the CUDA. It, just to see how these kids. Yeah, but where's the blue line? And, and that's the point is that you know they they, they like need that some help blue line. When you look at back at like some of those guys they had on that blue line, right? Like you had some decent guys. Like you had like a Jake Middleton on that blue line. You had um, you had some you had some decent pieces on that blue line that were maybe not you know ever going to be nhl bound but they were good ahl pieces where the the half this year the barracuda have played with guys on ptos making up half their blue line right yeah it's it's a tough one uh to to take and get with the sharks having some injury issues and again you know redeem shimmick uh is likely out again you know Mm -hmm. you're gonna have harrington and then chichek kind of fill in that time um you know it's gonna be tough yeah and i think that's you know and i think that's that's something too like obviously denver doyle in the chat saying i knew there was an issue when merkley couldn't crack the nhl roster with guys like harrington and benning making it but like that's why those guys were brought in those guys were brought in to do that and like i like nick chichek and i don't want to like turn this into like a beat up on nick chichek guy but if you think nick chichek's our best defensive prospect then then god this prospect pool is trouble and that's where I was going to get next is that with with what's going on here, there's not a whole lot on the defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, what was it, 2020? If I, or I'm sorry, yeah, 2019, like, look at, that they went all forwards in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this look at they have um, obviously Hadika's injured. Um, I don't think much of Knaizev, um as far as like guys that are currently there. Gannon Larock, I think, is just going to be suiting up for the Victoria Royals. Yep. Like he's missed all season. Um, have lit over in Sweden. The guy they drafted this uh, thing hasn't really played this season as far as I know, um, again, because of injuries. So like this blue, like the blue line, there's there's no there's no reinforcements coming on this blue line. So they're going to have to figure that out. I don't think obviously losing Derek Pouliot, um, for as long as they have hurts them because I think he as as I don't think much of him as like a potential guy who's going to come up in the NHL and play minutes. But I think for what they brought him in for, he's the perfect guy for that role. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, like, the, uh, yeah, that, that, that blue line is rough and there's not really any help coming. Yeah, it's going to be tough to to hoe when you make that move, if you make that move. Yeah. Uh, Doug Anderson, the chat with Merkley's trade request being so public, do you think that this could expedite the Sharks moving out an NHL or someone to potentially package Merkley with? Yeah. Um, so here's here. Uh, I don't think like Brian Merkley on his own, I don't think is going to fetch you anything. And I think that's the real, that's the really hard thing with Ryan Merkley, um, requesting a trade at this point um i don't think his stock could be much like lower as far as as far as what his stock is if if my opinion is 
Ryan Merkley is going to be again. I've tweeted this out a few times today, so forgive me for just kind of repeating <laughs> what I tweet. But Ryan Merkley to me is going to be a guy who is thrown in with like a James Reimer to try and increase the value of whatever return that is. I think if you're expecting Ryan Merkley to go out and, a, and another, you know, another first round draft pick to come in or a player who is formally drafted in the first round to come in, I don't think like as, as a one for one, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a situation where he's going to get thrown into another deal to try and increase the return there, you know, and maybe there's a, you know, maybe there's a quote unquote problem for a problem trade to be had. But my opinion, just based on where the salary cap is and what else is going on, I think he's going to be an add in on a player that's going out. So I do. I think Ryan Merkley gets traded anytime soon. No, I think he's probably going to have to just, you know, suck it up and play till the trade deadline and, and try and do his best and, um, you know, and, and make the best of whatever time he has left in San Jose. And then and hopefully at the trade deadline, something can be, something can be had and, you know, maybe he gets what he wants and, and look at, again, I like the player. Um, you know, do I think this is a perfect player? No. Um, but I, I like the player. I hope he does, you know, I hope he gets a change of scenery and does well. Yeah. Uh, now, let me ask you, if he were to be separated in a separate trade, I mean, what are what are the Sharks looking at getting potentially in return? Oh, I, mean, I have no idea. Is it, I, mean, I, I would think it's just going to be, is it going to be a complete fleecing? I mean, obviously... It's one of those things because, like, again, I don't think his stock is going to be incredibly high right now. Someone will roll the dice. Look at he's he's a right shot offensive defenseman. Someone will roll the dice on Ryan Merkley. Um, but I don't know. I just it's so hard to gauge return. It's going to be, you know, at best, if it was one for one, it's going to be an AHL guy for an AHL guy. Yeah. Like, I, I wish I could give you a better guesstimation but my opinion like i said i don't think that's the play i think the play is he's going to get included into uh another deal to try to maybe increase the value because again like i i have long been of the goalies don't get anything at the trade deadline but if you throw a right-handed shot you know um if you throw in a right shot offensive defenseman that some team thinks they can fix maybe that you know maybe whatever um James Reimer would fetch, you know, a third or whatever it is, maybe a second, but you know, maybe that becomes a second, maybe that becomes a first. It becomes the we'll swinger see. to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that that makes that makes much more sense than I think just having a separate trade uh, out big time. The other thing, and, and you know what, Jim... uh, yeah. So I want to hit the chat here. Uh, yeah. Merkley is waiver exempt, and that also will a lot of teams will also like that. Um, so again, like I, I again, I think. I can't say this enough. Like, I like the player. I think there's an NHL player there. Um, you know, is is Ryan Merkley, am I thinking Ryan Merkley's going to be an absolute superstar at this point? No, but I think there's an NHL player there. I think there's a guy there that you could, at worst, quarterback your second power play. Indeed. Uh, the one I wanted to get to in the chat, Jim and FLA, uh, Merkley is an RFA at the end of the year, so that trade might happen quicker than you think. Yeah, I mean, again, you look at he's he's a controlled asset. I don't think. Let me just look here. I usually have all these screens up and ready, but I want to look at. Right? I don't want to support because I want. I want to say as you look for that. I mean, you have, I just want to uh, see if he has arbitration rights or not. Gotcha. 
I know uh, Jerk and AJ were talking about technologists. You know, if you were to re-sign with the team, um, yeah, he's just an, he's an RFA. He has no arbitration rights. So I mean, he's a he's a qualifying offer away, right? And something that I something that was brought up to me on Twitter too was like, I wonder if Ryan Merkley is a guy where like a team signs him and maybe they qualify him and then send him to Europe, let him play a year in Europe. I think that might do Ryan Merkley a world of good you know retain his give him a qualifying offer retain his right send him to your prayer yeah so it, it remains to be seen what this is going on but there is some fluidity going on of course uh you know david quinn ha- is has dealt with this in a similar sense in the nhl level dealing with mm-hmm. scratching you know capo caco uh when he was with the rangers a couple of years ago um and you know i do you th- honestly, as we get ready to, I guess, kind of start wrapping this up, do you mm-hmm. think the Sharks' development system let Merkley down, or is yeah. it all him? No, I think it's. A, I think there's plenty of blame to go around. I think there. Look at there's there's probably some. Again, I don't think Ryan Merkley is this perfect angelic human being. Um, I'm sure there's some problems there, but again, like I don't think that. As far as development goes, like, I don't want to, it's too early to, to really give a call on John McCarthy as a coach, but, um, I've never been overly positive about the guy that came before him. (laughs) And boy, how's that looking right now? It's just, you're on an eight game losing streak. Uh, you have this go on. It's going to be, I'm going to be curious to see at the morning skate tomorrow if he's going to be in the lineup or even practicing. I think team. so. I, I think so. Like, I don't, when, when they said he wasn't skating this morning, now obviously he was already scheduled to do some off ice workout. So there's nothing to that. Um, so I want to make that clear. Um, you know, basically it was at first Liz child first tweeted out like, Oh, Ryan Merkley's not skating. It's like, Oh, this is broken. Um, but it looks like it was, he was scheduled for that. Um, it, John McCarthy said that, you know, obviously it seemed like everyone was taken a little off guard, um, that Ryan Merkley had requested a trade. It wasn't uh, something that McCarthy was aware of before he was asked about it. Um, so I think that, um, look at there's some things on the barracuda right now that are that are really frustrating right like obviously there's a serious lack of discipline down there with how many penalties this team takes um and i think john mccarthy has to take some of the heat for that um but i don't know as far as like development i i don't know i i don't think i think john mccarthy has put ryan merkley for the most part in a position to succeed he's been a guy who's been you know who's gotten plenty of power play time he's been you know he's been given opportunities to succeed i don't think like i don't look at like mccarthy and say oh well like you know mccarthy really screwed ryan merkley i don't believe that i don't have anything to say that that's the case i think he's been given every opportunity to succeed this year with the barracuda especially with all the injuries that they've had on their blue line um of that game i mean that game that he got benched is the the only game I remember Ryan Merkley getting benched this year for any period of time, like significant as that time was where he sat for two periods. I don't recall that happening at any other point in the season. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Ryan Merkley's been given every chance to succeed under John McCarthy, and I don't really, I don't lay this at John McCarthy's feet. 
Um, do I lay this a little bit at the previous administration's feet? Absolutely. I completely uh, easy for me to say. I completely <laughs> agree uh, with you on that. Uh, this is kind of on the development beforehand, um, and we like we said before, it takes a little bit to marinate. Yeah. Uh, but if you're expected to be this top-notch prospect, you were hoping to make a dent by now. Um, and granted, like we said, he spent almost half a season with the yeah, Sharks. Yeah, he spent 39 games with the Sharks last year. And I um, didn't think he was. Compl- I didn't think he was awful. Um, no, I mean that team was awful. Um, yeah. but I don't think, like again, I think. Um, I, I don't think it was completely terrible. I know some people look at Ryan Merkley's an. Inc- incredibly polarizing player um so i can understand like there's even people here that are gonna tear me and tear me a new asshole in the comments being like what do you mean he wasn't he was the worst fucking player we've ever brought up and that was that and it's like yeah we do we had fucking nick malosh on the team last year (laughs) (laughs) yikes um so like i don't again i don't think i've tried to give ryan merkley like uh as, as clean like coming into the Barracuda this year, obviously I didn't really watch the Barracuda last year. So, uh, you know, one of my goals this year was obviously I know a, what a lot of things were said about a lot of players last year. Um, but I didn't want to come in this season. Like I, obviously I took all that into consideration and then I kind of wanted to make my own conclusions. And, uh, you know, again, my conclusion being, uh, again, that if you look at a guy, like I, I think he's, shown improvement this year i think that there's definitely part of his game that you know he obviously could improve on but i don't think like it's he's been this absolute waste of a pick that a lot of people are going to make him out to be i don't think so again and again if you don't have all those junior attitude issues ryan merkley doesn't fall to 20 and i will stick to that every day every day ever because i think like if you looked at talent the talent's there the, the talent is absolutely there with Ryan Merkley. It's just, is he ever going to be able to put it all together? I don't know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that and stay tuned for what happens next in this uh, soap opera drama, I guess you could say. Uh, if you haven't, if you didn't catch us on the live feed, leave your comment down below. Where do you think yeah. Ryan Merkley is going to go next? I mean, obviously they got to look for a piece, but he's also got to play for this team. Uh, and if he doesn't, boy, how does that blow things up a lot more? Oh, I mean, here's the other thing too. Like the Barracuda are, they're going to be in tough. If, if they can't, if the Barracuda trade, like if the Sharks trade Ryan Merkley and don't bring in anything to replace him, that Barracuda blue line is going to be a nightmare. I think they're going to have a hard time. They already have a hard time transitioning, but I think without Ryan Merkley, that gets ridiculously harder for the Barracuda to to, to run their transition game um and you know what i'm kind of waiting for it because i think like again i understand ryan merkley is a polarizing player but i don't think he's been as bad as some people think they are and i think once he's not on that blue line and i think people are going to be in for i think some people are going to be in for a rude awakening once the once he's off that barracuda blue line just how much trouble that barracuda blue line uh just just how trouble that transition game is going to be in my opinion yeah. it's going to be an interesting <laughs> uh, final half a season for not just the sharks but for the barracuda and that's why we're here we break this down and try to give you as much information as possible on on this team so uh in case you missed this 
we want to check check it out again, check it out on tealtownusa.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, if you're on, on YouTube right now, hit that like, subscribe, and notification bell. That lets you know when we go live, uh, whenever news breaks, whenever uh, something like this where the discussion needs to happen with in regards to uh, a rare trade demand. You know, and of course, yeah. be on the lookout for us after dark following each and every ge- every uh, hockey game home and away for the Sharks. And of course, Pucknologists every Sunday night at seven. So, uh, Ian, you're at Ian Blogs Hockey. Uh, okay. Your final thoughts, my friend. I want to hit uh, just one more comment in the chat. And thank you guys for all the chat. And I wish we would have been able to go in there a little bit more, but we didn't want this to be a two-hour show. Because when we do shows about like a single topic like this and we go too long, people generally beat us up for it. Um, <laughs> Alex Beltran is asking, Mercury Strategy is demanding a trade for the Sharks to call them, showcase them. No, man, scouts exist. Like, scouts are a thing. They can watch them in the AHL. I don't think that this is some super chess move by ryan merkley uh to um get put on the nhl squad i don't think that's the case at all um but anyway but thanks for the comments again thanks for all the other comments in the chat like i said i wish we could have done more but i didn't want to be on here for too long on a single topic um but yeah if you want to if you want to discuss anything barracuda with me hit me up on the twitter machine at em blogs hockey i am happy to uh i am happy to talk uh other than that leave a comment in the chat tell me how dumb i am it's cool you're you're setting, you're you're gaslighting some people now, but uh, kudos to Ian over here. Uh, he does the gifting for all for most of our Barracuda games, uh, so be on the lookout for that at Teal Town USA on the Twitter machine. So for that, I'm at Puck fourteen on the Twitter and the Instagram. My final thought here is find a way, you know, find a way to make things uh, get a good return if that's the case. Uh, or is see if things, you know, y- you know, I'm not going to get all Jake DeBrusque on you, but, you know, uh, see if these, uh, can, uh, make things happy on both ends for the Sharks organization and for Ryan Merkley. So until then, we'll be back with you Friday following Sharks and Ducks. That's an ESPN plus game. Uh, so, oh God, look- <laughs> oh God. <laughs> why and with that keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal have a great night everyone we'll see you friday night